You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood, uh, where we discuss things that I think <laughs> that I think kind of create the four pillars of fatherhood, where we talk about family, faith, fitness, and finance. Not necessarily in that order, because depending on where you are in your fatherhood journey, one of those things may be more of a priority than the other. Typically, when we get together, uh, we'll get together with a guest. Uh, we may bring in uh, somebody who can hit on one of those topics, maybe a little harder than than others, um, share some of their fatherhood experience and kind of give you the game on fatherhood. But this episode is a solo episode. It's just me by myself, y'all. So, uh, so I am going to do a couple things. One, uh, book of the week, right? Got to always do the book of the week. So I made a commitment at the beginning of 2022 to read at least one book a week. Actually, my, my commitment was to read two. Um, and I'm getting pretty good at knocking off the first one about halfway through the week and then working on the second one on the second half of the week, which always ends up tough on the weekends because as uh, you guys all know, my daughters uh, are, are a very big part of my life. My wife is a very big part of my life. So we travel um, my daughters play softball, so they keep me busy with that, making sure they go to practices and games and lessons and all that stuff. So the weekends get tough, uh, getting that second book out, but it typically helps me get, you know, that first book done by the middle of the week. Um, so I am actually, I want to say maybe a book or two behind right now. So I got to get on my game and get it together, man. I got a hundred books to try to read in 2022, at least. Rise 52 weeks. I need to read 104. So I really got to step my game up uh, in the book reading thing. But the book this week, book this week is the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, which leads to the title of this podcast. And you can see it up here if you're watching on video. It's Do Kids Benefit When They See Their Moms and Dads Losing or Quitting? Now, this is actually a quote from the book um, where Grant Cardone is actually talking a little bit about his daughter. Um, and how having a daughter motivated him to do more um, and how being a father kind of provides that intrinsic motivation to do more and be more. Um, a lot of what the book is talking about or covering, I mean, it's a business and leadership book, um, but obviously, as you've heard from me before, um, as the father, you are the CEO of your family. So I think when I continue to bring these, these business and, and leadership books to you guys is because you are a leader you are the father um, and CEO of your family. Hold on, I'm gonna take a quick drink. So that's why I'm doing this, right? This is this is kind of like uh, fatherhood through a business lens, right? Obviously, there's some soft soft skills to it. Um, when I get to some of the books, like uh, um, you know, books by Simon Sinek, which I'll get to uh, pretty soon here, we're talking a little bit more about the soft skills of leadership. Um, this is also one of those soft skills of leadership, but. But uh, it's more of driving companies forward, okay? And so when we're talking about companies, we're talking about your family, right? 
How are you going to drive your family forward? How are you going to change the trajectory of your family's life? What are you going to do to grow your family? So the book, uh, the premise of the book is if, if you want to be successful, you are going to have to create larger goals for yourself, right? Larger goals than, than what you maybe even think possible. You need to create a goal that's 10 times what you think possible. They need to work 10 times as hard trying to create that possibility, right? Trying to create that opportunity. So um, I was just going to go through, I, I broke it down into three lessons, hopefully uh, get through those quick. And then we can kind of talk a little bit more just specifically about fatherhood. But again, learning fatherhood through a business lens, because most of us work in businesses, own businesses, are CEOs or managers or, or business owners. Um, so when we hear these business principles, we have to understand how they also relate to running a successful household, okay? So here we go. Lesson number one, all average, everything is the world we live in, okay? But it doesn't often last. So a lot of times we are okay with average, right? Like we're just doing okay. Um, then we're cool with that, right? As long as we're not doing bad, we're like, ah, everything is cool, right? Especially for guys like, uh, I was on somebody else's podcast the other day and we're talking about like emotions and things like that and, and talking about your feelings. And as long as things aren't bad, we won't say anything. Or if they aren't too bad, we won't say anything. We kind of dwell in, in this, this like gray area of average. Um, and so one of Grant's favorite quotes is that average is by definition less than extraordinary. Um, and so who wants to be less than extraordinary? I think everything we want, we do, we want to be great. Again, I always say the reason why you guys are listening to a podcast on fatherhood is because you want to be an extraordinary father. You want to be a great father. So we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to be extraordinary, right? I mean, you hear all the time, like rappers will use the line or they kind of hint at, at like, they'll say like living in a life of a lavish luxury, uh, we talk about your cars and your clothes is all black, everything. Uh, our world is is closer to all average everything, right? We're not really as close to luxury as we pretend to be, right? Most people live average lives in average houses with average careers and average goals. Um, and a lot of us are, are okay with that. Like we just kind of are in the midst of average, right? And the problem really isn't so much average itself because not everyone can be a millionaire. But the fact that average is sold to us as a safe bet to make is the problem because a lot of us learned through the pandemic, unfortunately, that being average is very, very close to not being well, right? Being average is very, very close to not doing well, right? Average is not a safe bet. When you aspire to be a part of the middle class, uh, if you look at the middle class over the last, I don't know, 20 years, even 10 years, it's dwindling down. Right. The middle class isn't growing up. Right. Things are getting more expensive and the middle class is suffering. Um, so you're only thinking about today and tomorrow, but then not the long term. Right. On the, over the long term, the middle class is getting poorer, not richer. Right. So the nasty side effect of lurking around average is that you can fall below average very quickly. And again, during the pandemic, a lot of us that were skating by just kind of OK in the middle. The pandemic hit and jobs shut down and we couldn't go out and make money or maybe we had a business and our business was affected because we had uh, a storefront like companies like uh, Payless Shoe Stores just refused to have an online presence. 
brick and mortar stores like that disappeared during the pandemic. They just go away, right? Because if people can't come in to buy from you and you don't have an online presence, then you don't make money, right? Because they were just cool with being average, like average business, not the best shoe store, not the worst shoe store. We're right in the middle. We're low priced. Uh, people can afford us, but we're not going to be online because whatever reason, right? Um, so again, the side effect of, of lurking around average is that you fall below average very quickly. All it takes is like one, one busted loan, uh, some property damage, some financial crisis, somebody gets sick, a pandemic, um, you get hurt at the job and you can't go to work anymore, uh, somebody gets fired, laid off, uh, and then you go straight to poverty, right? Because there's no net underneath right? There's no net for you to fall back to. If you're average, the next thing down is below average and possibly poor, broke, right? So we have to make sure that that living in a life of all average everything is not okay, right? The 10x rule, right? The 10x rule will help you make sure that this never happens because you are trying to accomplish things that are so wildly uh, uh, impossible that you shoot so high that even if you miss, you land in above average, right? You land in extraordinary. Now, I mean, if you're shooting for extraordinary and you miss extraordinary, you land in above average, okay? So like they say, you shoot for the, 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 the stars. If you miss, you hit the clouds. Like that's, that's the kind of idea the 10X rule is, right? As you 10X everything in your life, not only do you 10X it though, right? But you actually have to go after it. So that leads me into lesson number two, uh, and this is the second thing I learned is there are two parts to the 10X rule, extra effort and bigger goals. So I just talked a little bit about bigger goals, but you have to take extra effort. It's not just about setting big goals for yourself. You have to actually put in the work, right? You have to put in the work to, to accomplish it. So what Grant is doing with the 10X rule by, by having a goal that's so big, it, it prevents, it helps to prevent your brain from thinking in average mode right? Because average mode just allows you to do just enough to get by, right? It's like that homeostasis, like your body wants to do just enough to get by, doesn't want to use too much energy, doesn't want to use not enough. So it's just kind of doing enough to get by. So your brain will do that. Because if you are just floating in the middle, and not doing more, then you just kind of hit what we call average mode, right? So whatever goal you're trying to achieve, it will probably take 10x the effort you think it does, right? So you should account for it. If you're trying to become a millionaire this year, your goal should be 10 million, right? Because even if you miss 10 million, let's say you only get half of that, that's still 5 million that you've beaten your goal. Let's say you're shooting for 10 million. If you only get 10% of the way, you got that million that you actually wanted. And so you have done, you have accomplished it, right? So wherever you set the bar for your goal, you should shoot for 10X the results and you end up in a much better place, right? Like I said, if you shoot for 10 million, and you only hit 50%, that's 5 million, that's 4 million more than you thought you were gonna accomplish, right? If you're shooting for having a better relationship with your wife, if you're shooting for having a better relationship with your children, then try to have the best relationship with your children. Like, uh, you know, I was in a situation where at one point where I was working a lot, right? A lot, like I wasn't home at all. Like when I was home, people were asleep. And then when they woke up, I was gone, right? Like I was missing the day completely, like 12, 16 hour days, right? So when I decided to step away from my job, 
my goal was to always be there, to be present in every moment, to be to take the kids to school, to pick them up from school, to be at practices, to hang out with them, to do the homework with them, to be with them at night, put them to bed, make dinner, like to do every part of it, right? Because I'm 10xing what I was previously doing, and I'm 10xing my goal. My goal was just to be present. But not to just be present, but let's be present in everything. Let's be available for everything. Oh, they need to do this? Cool, I got it. Oh, they need that? Cool, I got it. Oh, you want me to go here? Cool, I got it. You want me to take them there? Cool, I got it, right? I want to be involved 10x what I actually wanted. And what it ended up being is, when we come back to reality, is I was so involved that I found the things that were like really important, and I was able to make those. And then everything else was like a bonus. So I'm hitting my marks and I'm getting bonuses, right? And I'm still 10 x and I'm still trying to be available for everything. And my wife will tell you, like when I miss something or I'm not able to be there or I'm un, un, like not able to, to, to be, be at a certain thing, if I'm taking on a new business venture or uh, I'm training a new organization or team and they're like, oh, well, we need you to be here at this time. And I look at my calendar and I got, oh, I got, I got to pick up the girls there. They got practice there. It, it, it hurts. It, it tears at me, right? Because I want to 10X my fatherhood and this thing, this business thing is like, uh, right? It's like, it's tearing at me, right? A little bit. So uh, when, when, we, when we 10X, right? We 10X, we set a bar, we 10X it, we land in a better spot, right? So the first part is, is just smart, right? If you expect you need 10 phone calls to make a sale, schedule 100, right? If you expect that it's going to take you, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of what's the best way to like, I don't know how you frame it in like a relationship, right? It's tough to frame it in a relationship, but you, if you and your lady's relationship, like if you never talk, right? Your issue is communication. Then you need to talk. You need to talk five times a day, right? When you wake up in the morning, sometime during the middle of the day at work, you hit her up at lunch. Hey babe, what's going on? After work, you call, you know, you, you get together, you talk dinner time, you talk again before bed, talk one more time, five times, right? Because before that you were doing zero. You want to get to like, some happy medium, which is probably like two or three times a day. Uh, so you shoot for five, right? If, if you miss five, then you hit four, you're still above. If you miss five and you hit three, you're teetering right about where you want it to be, right? So if you if you think you'll, you'll shoot, you know, if you think you'll shoot five, sorry, if you think you're going for 10 and you hit five, you're winning, right? So it's important. It's important that you uh, that you do that, right? Because it gives you a buffer, right? It gives you a buffer of like, if I'm shooting for ten and I fail, right? Because failure is going to happen. It's inevitable. You're going to fail. You're going to when you 10x and you start working ten times harder, you're going to find more obstacles and more things in your way. But because you set such a, a large buffer between your goal and the work that you're doing, right? It, 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 it lowers, I mean, a buffer does a couple of things. One, it lowers your expectations, right? It increases your patience. It recalibrates your work ethic like right away, right? So even if you're not hitting 10, you're hitting eight, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I, I'm good. Cause I know that I, I'm trying to shoot for 10. I'm okay, right? The second part, right? The second part of that, that bigger goals which I talked about a little bit earlier, right? We just talked about extra effort. Now let's talk about the bigger goals, right? The second part is about shooting for the moon and landing among the stars, right? Even if you miss, right? If you shoot for the moon and you land on the stars, 
then you're good, right? You're not on the ground anymore, right? So uh, going for 10x results you originally wanted instantly rules out average thinking because average thinking is like, I'll just do enough to get by, right? But when you start thinking 10x, you understand that you can't possibly make 10,000 with the exact same approach that you, you take to make 100,000. You can't be the best father that you want to be or that you can be if you go about your day without intentionally doing things to be a better father, right? Intentionally doing things to be a better husband. You can't lose the 20 pounds you want to lose by summertime if you're still eating the same way you were eating to gain those 20 pounds, right? If your goal is to lose 20 pounds, then you better kick your ass in the gear and start thinking, I want to lose 40 or 50 pounds because you're going to hit 20 along the way, right? But the amount of work ethic that you put in and the intensity and the effort that you give is going to make you hit 20 in a different way, right? Because when you hit 20 and your goal was 40, you can keep going, right? And get the most out of it, right? So it, it, the 10X thing helps you, it helps you kick your creativity into high gear, right? It helps you accomplish more than you think you're capable of, even if you fail, right? It's still better than getting the average result you set out for. Now, all you have to do is take action, right? Again, like I say, if you're trying to lose 20 pounds and you shoot for 50, it requires quite a bit more work. So it forces you to think differently, right? Let's use money because everybody understands money. Everybody likes money. If I need to make $100,000 this year, right? If I want to make $100,000 this year, I need to be thinking about a million dollars because if I can find a way to make a million dollars this year, I'm definitely got to hit 100,000 to get there. So instead of focusing on just getting 100,000, right? I focus on a million because I know I got to pass a million, 100,000 to get there. And in order for me to get to a million, I have to be really creative. I have to be smart. I have to think things through a little bit better. I have to give a lot more effort. I have to do things in a different way. And that is what helps you get there. Okay. So we talked about a little bit about average mode, right? We got to get our mind out of average mode. Okay. Which means we're going to have to do extra. We're going to have to give extra effort right? In order to give extra effort, we have to set bigger goals, right? Because if our goal is small, we're only going to give enough effort to get there, right? That's just the human condition, right? The human condition is, like I said, your body naturally wants to keep you in an equilibrium. It does not want to do more work than it has to. It does not want to use more energy than it has to. Your brain is the same way. So if you can set a goal, right? Overcommit and then work your ass off to get there, you're going to hit the actual goal along the way, right? So here's lesson number three. A degree of action most people don't see is massive action. And it's the one thing that'll get you to your goals, okay? So we say extra effort, bigger goals. In order to get to those bigger goals, we have to take massive action. So another thing that Grant, Grant talks about that he sees most people don't do the, an extra degree of action, right? They don't go the extra mile. Again, they do just enough to get there and then they stop, right? Or they do just enough to get close to getting there, and then they let like the struggle or 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 you know things going on. Or they, the uh, he used an example uh, where he's talking about things don't happen to you; uh, they happen because of things you did or didn't do. Right? It's like extreme ownership. Right? You take ownership of everything that happens in your life. So the minute you start taking extreme ownership of everything, then you're not a victim to anything. Right? You understand that things happen because you did or didn't do something. So for example, he, he's talking about uh, 
if there is a power outage in your neighborhood, right? You could definitely complain and be the victim of like, oh, well, the city, the power, right? But what you should do, what you should do is prepare for the next time, right? Because the power will go out again. When the power goes out next time, do you have a generator? Do you have lights, right? Because the, it was dark in your house when the power went out, not because the power went out, but because you didn't have a generator, a light, a candle, right? You didn't do what you needed to do. And you maybe you didn't know that you needed to do it, but that's why it happened. You know, your relationship with your, your lady, maybe not going the way you want. For those of you guys that are divorced, out of relationships, this is gonna be tough to hear, but you're divorced and out of the relationship because of something you did or didn't do. And that may have been like not knowing you were getting in a relationship with somebody crazy before you got in a relationship with somebody crazy, right? You did not know that, or you did get into a relationship with a crazy person, or you did something, you were infidelity, you did something like those things, right? But everything is not happening to you. It's happening because of you. You are responsible for everything that happens to you. And the minute you start to believe that, the minute you start looking at things that way, then you start to take action massive action to make sure that things continue to go the way that you want them. You take ownership of your life. You become the master of your fate and the captain of your soul, right? So here are the three things, the three, like everyone knows we spend most of our time in one of them, right? Here are the three, everyone knows, like this is the, the extra degrees of action, right? These are three things that people do. One, they take no action, right? They do nothing. Like the book lies unfinished in the drawer. The website like redesign is untacked. You, you don't take your wife on a date. You don't spend more time with your kids. You don't do anything. You know something is wrong, but you do nothing, right? Number two, we retreat, right? Whatever action we took before that led to this, this problem that we have right now, we're just, you know, we're dialing back now. We're just going to chill out, right? Uh, you know, my wife's arguing at me. Uh, so I'm a voider right? I avoid the situation because it makes me feel uncomfortable. So I don't take action and then I retreat, right? Or, or we take normal action, right? We just go about our day and comply with requests and do and, and to-dos and, and we just do whatever we do, right? A situation arises and we just do what we normally do, right? This always happens and we just address it this way. We don't do anything to make it not happen anymore, right? We just handle it and we take it as it comes and we don't do anything to, to avoid it next time. The, the power goes out again. We sit in the dark, complain about the power company, right? That again is kind of like taking no action, right? Normal action is, is somewhat like no action because you're not doing anything different than what you would normally do, right? Retreat, like hiding away or, or, or running from the problem is, isn't very helpful either. And I think we all know that, right? The last mode is the one where we spend the most time in and it's also, though, the most dangerous because it has us running towards average. Again, the idea of 10Xing, right? In order to be successful in life, successful in business, successful in your relationships and in your parenthood, you have to do 10 times more than you think you need to, right? 10 times more than you think you need to. Here's, here's that fourth, though, the fourth degree of action that, that, that I haven't mentioned yet, right? And this is the one that Grant like is, thinks is the best. Right. And this is why it's called 10X, because massive action, you're going to take action bigger than the situation requires. You're going to take action bigger than the situation requires. Light goes out. My wife did this the other day. Um, so my daughter has uh, 
like allergic reactions to mosquito bites. We didn't know, I, like we weren't really aware. We were aware of it, something was different, but she got bit by a mosquito the other day uh, in her leg, whole leg, swole up, right? Whole leg, huge. Uh, she couldn't walk. Uh, they sent her home from school, couldn't walk, had to stay home for a day or two um, until the swelling went down. Went to see the doctor, like, yeah, she may have some type of allergic reaction. So my wife, right? She went on Amazon, she bought uh, mosquito repellent uh, bracelets, mosquito repellent stickers, mosquito repellent like uh, outside citronella candles. She bought mos spray mosquito repellent. She bought uh, like everything, everything she could find that was mosquito repellent. That is massive action, right? That little girl now has a buffer, a ring of protection around her because of massive action. Now we will not have to worry about her having that issue, right? Now that requires us to take, again, massive action because as we go out each day, we need to make sure that we have all of those things, right? So that they actually are able to be useful, right? If we took all that massive action and we didn't actually bring them with us when we go outside, we go to practice, we go hang out at night somewhere, um, then it would be futile, right? We just would be doing it for no reason. But again, because you took massive action, now our daughter is protected from something that would normally uh, be an adverse reaction. Right. So. Um, I'm trying to think of where, where else to go with this. I think there's a lot of things in this whole. This whole like 10x idea, this 10x concept that apply to family and fatherhood. Right. Um, It, it, it's important. It's important like that we go out and we, we overextend ourselves that we over like a lot of times you'll hear uh, under promise and overcommit. I think Grant is completely opposite of that. His deal is to overpromise because it'll force you to do what you need to do to meet that promise. Like a lot of us as men, we hate to be a disappointment, right? We hate for our wives, our families, our friends to be disappointed in us, right? Because it, our, our biggest fear is that we're not adequate, that we're not enough, right? And so if we say we're going to do something, we promise something, if we extend ourselves out as far as we can, then we set ourselves up for the opportunity in our minds, right? Because we're thinking average that we may fail, right? That we won't be able to live up to that expectation. So we underpromise and then we try to overdeliver. Well, Grant would say overpromise and still overdeliver right? Overpromise, figure out what it takes to get there, and then work your ass off until you get there, right? It's like when you, like for me, when I create content for, for social media, uh, or, or like for my Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, um, if you haven't followed me already, uh, it's at you can call me coach, the letter you can call me coach, shameless plug. Um, you'll see like some of my reels I have on the same shirt, right? And somebody told me like, oh, you should change your shirts. You should you know, make it look different, like a different time. And I'm like, yeah, I could, but I don't have time to be like changing my shirt several times to make these videos. When, when I, when I decide I'm gonna make the videos, I'm going 10 X on it, right? I am going to make 10 videos right now. I want to make one, I'm gonna make 10. That way I have some on deck, right? Because that that's, that's my default mode and it should be yours too, right? We all know people who live like this, right? Like children, for example, we can learn from our kids. Children don't budget their time or weigh their effort, right? They set a goal and then they work until it's done, right? It, it, it's, it's important. Like if your kid 
<laughs> okay. Your kid wants something, right? Or they want your attention, right? And you might have seen this uh, uh, family guy, right? With Stewie's like, mom, mom, mommy, mom, mother. Like, they keep going, right? They keep trying. They keep, like, they 10X, they go all in. They don't, they don't hold back their time. Like, my daughters don't budget their time. When they go play, they can play for hours, right? Hours and hours and hours. And then you'd be like, all right, time to go to bed. And they're like, what? We didn't have time to do this. We have time to do that because they don't budget their time. They pick, an, they pick something. Their goal is to go play and they go play their asses off until, until they can't play anymore, right? And this is something that you got to do. If I'm going to set a goal to be the best possible father I can be and I had to figure out a way to quantify that, what does that mean based on where I am right now? What does that look like? What does that smell like, right? We talked about goal setting before. Um, where does that put me? And then I have to work my ass off to make it happen. I cannot set a goal and just wait for it to happen. I have to go make it happen, right? And that's, that's something, again, where you talk about everything that happens is happening because of you, not to you, right? Everything that has happened has happened because of you, not to you. Everything that happens is happening because of you and not to you, right? Because you are making it happen. You are the one that is out there making, making everything go, right? Remember, Average is a failing plan, right? Average really doesn't work in any area of life other than maybe if you're a baseball player, right? A basketball player, you shoot 50% from three-point line. It's pretty good. It's average, pretty good. Um, actually, no, the average would be less, right? <laughs> right? Anything that you only give average amounts of attention to will start to like fade away, right? And eventually they cease to exist, right? If I just give average levels of attention to my grass, it starts to die. Right. Like if I'm not fertilizing it, if I'm not cutting it, if I'm not like trimming it, if I'm not maintaining it, watering it, like eventually if I just give just enough effort or just the bare minimum, it starts to fade away. It starts to die in my fitness. If I'm just average on working out. Right. If I just kind of go and kind of give a little bit of effort, eventually. Right. Things catch up. One day I might miss. Right. Might get hurt. Might miss a few days, a few weeks. Right. And if I've only been giving average effort before that and I miss time, where does that leave me? Below average. Right. So we want to make sure that we are giving massive effort. Right. Because that massive effort is going to set us up to be above average. Right. Here's another thing we got to think of. A lot of times we feel like because we're guys, we love to compete and we're competing with other people and we see uh, you know, so-and-so's got the new this, uh, new whip, <laughs> new car, new house, whatever. The moment you start thinking that someone else's gain is your loss, you limit yourself by thinking in terms of competition and shortages. You got to understand, you are not in competition with anyone but other than yourself. You are competing with you on a day-in, day-out basis. So unless you, because if, if Jim up the street just got a Camaro, right, or Jim up the street just got the Corvette, right, you got the 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 new Corvette, he didn't get the only Corvette, he didn't get the last Corvette, right? So it doesn't matter if someone is, is doing better than you. If you're looking at uh, someone else and comparing yourself to them, it doesn't matter because you're not competing with them. There's not a shortage of opportunities. There's not a shortage of money. There's money everywhere, right? Right now where I'm sitting, there's, uh, you know, there's houses all around me, right? Everybody in those houses has money. 
right? So there's not a shortage of money. Money is everywhere. There's money in vending machines. There's money in cars. There's money in houses. There's money in businesses. Money's everywhere, right? So there's not a shortage. What 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 we have to do though, and I think we do this a lot, is we in, in comparing ourselves to other people, we look at them, we look at their successes, and we go, "Oh man, he's lucky," right? So and so, you got he's got a you know the 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 wife of his dreams or whatever. She don't give him no grief. She's not, you know, henpecking him or, you know, his kids aren't crazy and acting up. And we're like, oh man, you're lucky. You're so lucky. Right. But don't be confused by what looks like luck to you. Lucky people don't make successful people. Right. People who completely commit themselves to success seem to be and are the ones who seem to be like they get lucky in life. Right. Luck favors the committed. So if you're committed to having a healthy and happy relationship with your wife, right? It's not luck that you get there. It's work. So when people look at you and they're like, oh man, you're lucky, man. You got a wife. You're like, my wife, man. Oh, like you, you sit around with dudes, man. As much as they talk about women complain and gossip, dudes gossip like girls, man. They say, oh man, my wife this, my wife that, man. Oh, dog, listen. <laughs> Anything that happens to you happened because of you. It's either something you did or didn't do. She's on your case because of something you did or didn't do. Maybe you didn't vet her right. Maybe you didn't do anything, but maybe that's who she, who you married. Like you did or didn't do, right? So it's really important to, to think about things in that regard, right? Never, never take a position that things just happen to you, right? They happen because you did or didn't do something, right? With fatherhood as a parent, as a husband, as a boss, right? The things that are happening to you and around you are happening because of something that you did. Don't be a victim, right? Right? You are in control. In order to get to the next level of whatever it is you're doing, you have to think and act wildly different than you previously have been, right? If you're not comfortable in the way things are right now, then you need to 10X yourself and your situation Right? You can't get to the next phase of a, of a project. You can't get to the next phase of your life. You can't get to the next phase of your relationship without a grander mindset, more acceleration, and extra horsepower. Right? You can. You can't get to the next level of life. Think about this. You were with your lady for however long you were, and you can't get to the next level of that relationship, right? Marriage, if that's the next level of that relationship, without doing something wildly different than what you were doing before. You have to marry her and commit to joining all of your your things and living together and, and making commitment giving her your last name and taking responsibility to, for her through sickness and in health like that's wildly different than what you were doing before because before you got married it was like yo you i don't like you cool i'll stop calling you block you on my phone delete you off instagram delete all your pictures we're done <laughs> right so now it's wildly different you have kids right that's the next level of your life things are wildly different than they have previously been, right? In order to get to the next level, you're going to have to think and act wildly different, right? So when you figure out what the next level of your life is, you're going to have to start acting like that now. Start living like that now. Start working like that now. So I suggest you become obsessed about the things you want. Otherwise, you're going to spend uh, your life being obsessed with making up excuses as to why you didn't get the life you wanted, right? Complaining about why you didn't get the life you wanted. So if you don't commit and become obsessed with achieving the goal that you want, the thing that you say you desire, right? You're going to spend the rest of your life complaining about how you didn't get it. 
or how somebody prevented you from getting it, or how somebody hated on you or didn't allow you to get it, right? And so when I go back, I'm gonna go back to this quote. Do kids benefit when they see their moms and dads losing or quitting? We are going to face obstacles, especially on this 10X journey. As we are 10Xing our fatherhood, 10Xing our relationship with our lady, we are going to face obstacles. But just like anything else, your kids are watching, right? When, you're, when, you, when you step back a little bit and you watch your kids move around and see the things they do and you notice like, hey, you're doing a little stuff that I do, right? Why acting just like me? Or your kid cusses randomly and you're like, oh man, dang, got that for me. Oh, right, got that for me, right? They're always listening. They're always watching. They're always paying attention to how you handle life. So do they benefit when they see you lose or quit? Do they benefit when you're just being average, right? Do they learn to be more than you are or do they learn to be what you are, right? If they're watching you, dad, right? They're watching you just take life as it comes and just lie to yourself and be like, oh, I don't need to be successful. I'll be okay. I'm okay being right here. While that might be true, your work ethic, if you want better for them, has got to show them that you want more, right? So you can't quit. You're not teaching them anything, right? You can't, you can't, a lot of people do this to their kids. They tell them like, be real or have set realistic expectations. Realistic thinking is based on what others think is possible. And I think I posted this the other day. Realistic thinking is based on what other things is possible, right? Realistic to me is not real, what's realistic to you, right? When, when, uh, when the Wright brothers were like, hey man, we're going to fly this plane. I bet people was like, what? You're going to fly? Come on, dog. You're not a bird. What you talking about, man? You're going to fly, right? That was unrealistic to everyone else. But to them, they're like, oh, man, we're going to fly. We are going to fly. Because whatever you think ain't what we think. And you have no way of knowing my potential or my purposes, right? When, when we talk about being a good father, or being a great husband, and we come from families where we, we didn't have fathers or broken relationships or single families, single parent households where the relationship or, or dual parent households where the relationship wasn't good. We never learned how to be a good husband. We never learned how to be a good parent based on our past experiences. The average person would tell you, hey, man, you're doing the best you can with what you got, <laughs> right? You did the best you can with what you got. But they actually don't know what you have. They don't know your potential. They don't know your purposes. So don't base what you do off of what others think of you or think about your situation. Go out there and go get it, right? You can be more than you think you can, but you're going to have to put in more work than you think you need to, right? One of the other things that he talks about is, is um, success is something that like people think success is optional. Right. Like it's one of it's one of the options in life. Oh, I could be successful or I could be average or I could be poor. I could be good. I could be bad. I could be, you know, in the middle, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But but treating success as an option is, is probably one of the major reasons why more people don't create it for themselves. And it's more than likely why most people don't even get close to living up to their full potential, because when you treat success as an option. Right. And not not an obligation. Then it's like, ah, I don't really want that. So I'm not going to do it right? But you have a moral, not only moral, but ethical obligation to 
be successful, right? Because you have, as a father, you have a family coming up along behind you. You're obligated, right? To make sure that they are taken care of. As their father, you are their protector, right? As their father, you are the one who, who guides and leads them. You are the leader. You are the CEO. As a CEO, you have an obligation to take care of your employees, your kids. You have an obligation to make sure that they're, they're paid. You have an obligation to make sure that the, their wages are accurate. You have an obligation to make sure they have health care. You have an obligation for all these different things, right, to make sure that they're taken care of. It's not optional. It's not an option that you pay your employees. Not here, right? It's an obligation. So thinking success is an, is an option or thinking that like being a successful father or husband is an option is, is a huge, huge mental barrier to your actual success, right? It's one of the reasons why you don't create success. Well, a lot of people don't create success for themselves because they don't think that they have to. They think that they can if they want to, right? The last thing I want to touch on uh, with the book is, is the idea of fear, okay? A lot of times, again, as, as men, I talked about this a little bit earlier, we are... Um, we don't want to disappoint people. We don't want to, we don't want to fail. We don't want to deal with our emotions. Right. And so we're afraid we won't say it because we, we feel like fear is, is weakness. We won't say it. So we just won't do anything. We won't take action. All right. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll find an excuse for why we can't do it. Uh, we will uh, just take the normal action. We won't achieve what we need to achieve. We won't take massive action, right. Because of fear, right? And all the excuses in the world, all the different things, all the different reasons why this and the reasons why that happened won't change the simple fact that fear is a sign to do whatever it is you fear and do it quickly, right? If you are afraid of something, waiting, procrastinating, thinking about like trying to figure out, oh, I need to get out of this lined up or that lined up before I... It doesn't make fear go away. Fear is still there. The only way to get fear to go away is to run towards it, right? Like you think about this, fear paralyzes you. Fear is like a wild animal, okay? A wild animal, more often than not, doesn't want to actually attack you, right? But they do want you to stop. <laughs> they do want you to stop, right? Like a, a, uh, uh, a bear, for example, right? A bear gets tall, gets big, creates it, like makes itself bigger than it really is because it's trying to scare you, not to get you, uh, to get you away, but kind of like to get you to stop, right? Like you're moving too close, you're getting too close, stop. Um, snakes, when they bite you with venom, right? Like you step on a snake, it's not, it wasn't hunting you, right? It wasn't hunting you. But you scared it, so it bit you. And the venom par paralyzes you, stops you from moving, stops you from attacking it. Not necessarily stops you from, so it can eat you. It's like, yo, it, it bit you, it paralyzes you, maybe kills you, but then it gets away <laughs> to go scare somebody else. Fear is the same way. Fear is, is, is going to try to stop you from achieving your goals, right? It's one of the many obstacles that you'll face when you 10X, but... It is also a signal, right? It's a signal to move forward. It's a sign to do whatever it is you're afraid of. It's, it's the, the war of art, right? Like there is a, a level of, of don't do 
in everybody's mind. There's a, a level of playing it safe uh, where, where we try not to do um, try not to do more than than, you know, not trying to bite off more than we can chew because we are afraid that we won't chew it or can't chew it like we might choke. But what if you bite off more than you can chew and you chew it and swallow it? <laughs> right. There's always two sides of it. We only look at one. Right. So one of the things that, that, that Grant says, and he's talking a little bit about fear, but um, and I got to, this is a quote and I'm going to read it and it's kind of long and I'll talk about it a little bit. So he's like, why not? Sorry. Why spend your life making only enough money to end up with not enough money? Why work out in the gym only once a week just to get sore and never see a change in your body type? Why get merely good at something when you know the marketplace only rewards excellence? Why work eight hours a day at a job where no one recognizes you when you could be a superstar and perhaps even run, run your own, run or own the place? All these examples require energy. Only your 10x targets really pay off. The answer to all those questions is fear, right? Why are you only making enough money to end up with enough, not enough money? Because I'm afraid that if I do more, it's going to require more of me. I'm going to have to work more. I'm going to have to do more. And I don't want to have to do more. I'm afraid of the work that it will require for me to make more money. So I'm just going to make enough money. Right? You know, why work out in the gym only once a week just to get sore and not see a change in your body? Well, you know, if I, if I commit to it, I'm sore. Maybe I'll be sore again. Or, you know, we're afraid of, of you know, multiple times in the gym, what that might mean for us. Right? Why, why merely get good at something like at your job, something in, in, that you know the marketplace rewards excellence? Why just be a okay dad? Why just be an okay husband? When you know like that your wife rewards you for excellence, like she loves that you're a good dude. When you're a great dude, your kids love that you're a good dad. But when you're a great dad, it hits different. It hits different, right? So we have to, we have to, to a couple things. Let's just go back, right? Let's talk about the, the three things now, right? One, one, we'll go we'll kind of go back over the lessons, right? The things that we learned. Number one, right? Number one, number one, number one, average, right? We have to get out of being average. We have to stop thinking average. We have to let go of average mode, right? Because average doesn't last. Average is one step away from below average, right? We want to be extraordinary, okay? So we got to think extraordinary. We have to do more in order to be more, okay? There's two parts to the 10X rule. You have to give extra effort. You have to set bigger goals, right? So don't be average. Give extra effort. Set bigger goals, right? And lastly, after you've set these bigger goals, you are going to have to take massive action. You're going to have to take action bigger than you think is necessary, right? In order for you to 10X your life, to 10X relationship, to 10X your business, to 10X your fatherhood, you're going to have to take massive action towards being whatever it is you want to be, whatever goal you set, whatever moon you're shooting for. In order to land on those stars, you got to set yourself up to work your ass off in order to get there, right? All right, so that's the summary of the book. Definitely go read it. Um, the, the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone is, is, a, is a good book. 
uh, to read for, for you if you're a businessman, if you're a father, if you are a young man coming out of, out of school, an old man transitioning, a, a, a young man about to be a father, right? A, 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 an old man who's still a father, right? Because I think we can always be better. And that's one of the things I think that is kind of like the underlying theme is like, you can always be better. Average is not enough, right? Just being okay. Just being enough is not enough, right? Just being enough is not enough. When you can be more, right? When you can be more, when more is an option, right? Why, why be good when great is an option? Go be great. And success isn't actually an option. It's an obligation. You're obligated to be successful because if you're successful, you leave them no choice, right? Like I, my dad used to say when I was younger, I went to college so that you would go to college. He obviously wasn't thinking about that when he was in college, but he was like, I went to college, so you got to go to college. He only went to a junior college, so he only got his AA. So he's like, I got an AA. You got to get at least a bachelor's, right? You got to get at least a bachelor's. You got to do better than I did right? His father before him didn't even graduate from high school, right? So he graduated from high school. Then he, he, he you know, he saw, he saw high school and he one-upped it, right? So then what I do, right? He got an AA, I got an AA, I got a BA, and then I went and got a master's. So I saw what he did. I did that. I one-upped him. And then I one-upped it again because I want my kids to push for the next level. Now, do they have to go to school? Yes and no, right? Like that, everybody's kind of different about what, what we think about college at this point. But I do want them to push for a level of expertise that is as at that level, master's level uh, understanding of whatever thing they do, right? Whatever thing it is, I need them to be doctorate level uh, of that thing because that's the expectation, right? That's the expectation. My wife has her master's as well, right? We just master's up in here. Okay, we got masters up in here. What you going to do, right? It's not an option anymore. It wasn't an option for me, right? My, my dad was, it wasn't an option for me. I'm going to school. You got an AA? Cool, I'm, let me get that. Give me one of those, right? Now let me take it up to the next level. As a matter of fact, let me go up a little bit more, right? And that may be something different in your life, but you have a unique obligation to your family, right? Because a lot of us, if you think about it, Right. A lot of us black men, black families, um, we typically aren't leaving anything behind for anyone other than bills. Right. We aren't leaving generational wealth. We aren't leaving uh, lasting uh, knowledge. Right. We're, we're holding it to ourselves or we what happens in this house stays in this house. And we're, we're, we're you know, we're not sharing this, even the stories anymore. Right. You don't even know stuff about people anymore. Right. Like I remember when I was little, my grandmother and her friends used to sit around and talk about like what used to happen back in the day. And they could share all these stories. She would sit us down and she would tell us stories and tell us about when she was a kid and things that used to happen. And we had like this connection to our past because they shared stories. But now I find myself even doing this is shielding my kids from the past. So they have no connection to my past. Like they just, they never even been to the city that I grew up in. Like, and I feel sometimes like they, they should, they should go, right? Like, I don't know where they're going to go. I don't have any family there anymore. So I'm not just going to drop them off. <laughs> I'm just going to drop them off in the city and hope they make it. But I do feel like they, they need to experience it, 
right? They need to know that story. They need to understand that situation so they can better understand their father. So that when they move forward in their life and they, they start explaining things to their children, they can tell their children about their father, about their father, about their grandfather, right? And I want to be here to be a great grandfather, but um, I don't need to be the one telling all the stories because I pass the stories down. I pass down at least knowledge, right? Not only knowledge, but I'm going to pass down wealth. The only wealth, but I want to pass down uh, 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 opportunities to continue to build wealth, right? So we don't have an option to be successful, right? Because when you're just average, when you're just average, you leave average, right? And then all you're leaving is average. Your death might be the reason that they become below average, right? Like having to bury you, right? Having to, to pay for the funeral, $20,000 funeral or something like that. Maybe the reason why your, your family after you're gone is in poverty at $20,000 of debt because they had to bury you because you were living average, living below uh, your abilities. So while everyone is like, well, I don't have to be super successful. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Well, you may not, but you need to for them, right? It's not about you anymore. Once you became a father, it's not about you in, in a lot of situations. It's about you and it's not about you, right? You being a, the best version of you is about you. The reason why you're becoming the best version of you is not about you. It's weird. It's two sides to a coin, right? On one hand, you need to be the best possible father you can be. The best In order to be that, you need to be the best possible man you can be. So it's definitely about you. But it's only about you because it's about them. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's a cycle, right? It, it's, it's it, again, two sides to the coin. One side is heads, one side is tails, but it's both the same coin. You got to be the best version of you to so give you the best version of you for them. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas, I'm going to hop out of here, man. I, 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 uh, I got to go run and do something. I didn't do my cardio earlier, so I had to get my cardio done. Um, as always, man, it's great. It's great to sit down and share. Hopefully this, this is helping somebody, right? I know we all don't have time to read multiple books. Not only do we not have time to read multiple books, but you may not have time or uh, the ability to talk about it with somebody, to have somebody break it down and kind of go over their, their lessons or things that they thought or learned from the book. And there's tons of stuff in there. There's tons of stuff in there. I thought, I just thought these were the most important, but there's a ton of stuff in that book that is super, super good for you. So I would also suggest that you read the book. If you don't read the book, uh, get it on Audible or Scribed. Um, grab the book. As always, if you don't have Audible, you don't have Scribed, I have extra credits um, that I'm always willing to share a good book with a good brother. So if you're hearing this and you don't have uh, one of those things, go ahead and shoot me a DM. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, you can follow me at you can call me coach. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood. Um, head over to the website at www.forfitfatherhood.com. You can send me an email there, message me there. Um, yeah, man. So thank you as always, brothers, for, for joining me. Um, if you're a first time listener, hopefully this, this was a, a good message for you. If you've been listening, hopefully it was a good message for you. Thank you for, for rocking with me. Totally appreciate it. And, uh, I'm setting up some interviews. Um, I said this last episode, um, because I was setting up interviews in setting up interviews. Now the way these come out, 
you know, it, it's kind of like you may not be getting this for a while from now, actually, <laughs> uh, from the actual time it's recorded. So um, we'll see. You, you may have actually gotten an interview before this one comes out. I don't know. We shall see. But um, have a great day, man. Go out there and be the best version of you you can be so you can be the best version of you for them. Remember, it's two sides to a coin. You're becoming the best you so you can be the best you for them. Holla.